What's good, y'all? Welcome back to the Playmakers Corner Podcast. I'm your host for today, Simon Villanos, a.k.a. Coach V. This is episode 257. No recaps this week. Consider it our, you know, NAIA Women's Flag Football Award Show here. We'll be doing more awards, but it's going to be after the national tournament. We're going to recap the national tournament when it happens here in a couple weeks, obviously, and we'll... After that, we'll do MVP, Offensive uh, Playmaker, Defensive Playmaker, and Freshman of the Year. We are switching it up a little bit this year. So all that stuff we are going to do and have polls and stuff uh, up for after the season. Uh, that way we could definitely keep in mind more of the postseason here. But, you know, with these awards that we are going to cover today most of these are based on the regular season and you know for some of the voters out there a little bit of the postseason as well as far as uh, conference tournaments go uh, that is and so I am going to talk about the process here this is how it's going to work okay we got four finalists for each category best quarterback running back receiver rusher linebacker and DB we got finalists for all of those we talked about it last episode check it out if you haven't yet but we'll talk about it again this episode and we have five votes to go around now there is a slight change here so the things that will stay the same is that myself and cody who are part of playmakers corner we each have a vote so that's two votes right there our friends at NEIA F-Ball, usually they have two votes, but this time around, um, well, one of them is busy. He's moving right now. So we only have one of those guys' uh, votes. So that's three votes. Now, usually it went two and two. Uh, Playmakers Corner would have two, and NEIA F-Ball guys would have two as well. But because they only submitted the one, this is what we are going to do. So with the popular vote, usually that counted as one. You know, obviously the player who got the most votes got uh, one of the votes for the popular vote. But, you know, for this year, what we're going to do is just so that we have five total votes. Because we did promise that and say that at the beginning of the season and, you know, mid-season and throughout. So I want to stick to those five total votes here. What we're going to do is that the number one vote getter in each poll will obviously get one of the public votes here. The other public vote will go to the second most voted for player. So there you go. That's five total votes there. Uh, two of these votes basically guarantee two different players being voted for because one goes to the top vote getter and the one goes to the second most vote getter. But that way, regardless, there's five total votes. Uh, the public opinion, the people have a lot of sway in this. Have a, maybe not a lot, but a little bit more sway in these votes as well. And so if, if I guess if you're mad about how, you know, the voting went, hey, you know, you did get a chance to vote for it on our Twitter. And it was open for a week and we did advertise the heck out of it pretty much everywhere, you know, and all you really had to do was log in and make a Twitter account. Uh, that way we're not getting spammed with a million votes as well. That's why we did it that way. So there's that. And also, you know, we don't want to get people double voting if we put it up on another social media uh, website or platform as well. So that's what we're going to do here. All right. So myself, I'm going to have a vote. Cody's going to have a vote. 
And then our friend at NAIA Football, NAIA F-Ball. Make sure you, you know, go ahead and follow them, subscribe to them, uh, give them some love. They will have one vote, and then the people will have two votes. So there you go there. That's how this is going to work. We're just going to go down the line. We'll talk about finalists. I have reasons as well. Cody and our friends uh, at NAIA Football, they went ahead and sent us you know some reasons so i'll talk about those as well so that at least you know the reasons why we voted the direction we did here and then obviously i don't have reasons from the public because we had hundreds and hundreds of people vote by the way thank you so much for that and so there you go there that's how we're gonna do these best position awards to start here uh, on this episode we're also going to talk about the all playmaker team and all freshman team which me and cody ourselves decided uh so that's without basically outside opinions uh these all playmaker and all freshman teams will be the opinions of myself and cody alone and who we deserve or sorry who we felt like were the best in the country uh, in this freshman class and as a whole. But without further ado, uh, let's go ahead and talk about the best quarterbacks in the country and name the best quarterback here in the NAIA for women's flag football here in this 2023 season. Let's start with the finalists here. We have Ottawa Junior Madison Carrera. Obviously, she won her conference, the KCAC, in the regular season through 12 games here. Threw for 2,674 passing yards, 50 touchdowns, 3 interceptions, six, also ran for 604 rushing yards and 8 rushing touchdowns, and led the only undefeated team in the country going into this national tournament. So there you go there, Ottawa's Madison Carrera. We also have Kaiser Senior uh, Jasmine Roden here, led her team to the Sun Conference Tournament, fell a little bit short here at the last second against St. Thomas uh, in the semis, but had plenty of great games throughout the regular season, not even say in the playoffs as well. And so with that being said, uh, talking about her regular season stats, she threw for 2,230 passing yards, 29 passing touchdowns to only 8 picks, also ran for 59 rushing yards and 3 rushing touchdowns in 11 games, and was also a... Well, I don't want to say record breaker, but she is, she has been a trailblazer for Kaiser, setting all these milestones this season. I knew that she passed the 100 career passing touchdowns uh, point, I want to say this season as well, and a bunch of other records too uh, that will stand for a minute. So there you go there. That is Kaiser's Jasmine Roden. Then we have another upperclassman here in Kansas Wesley and senior Brianna Hernandez Silva through 12 games, passed for 2,235 passing yards, 40 passing touchdowns, 7 interceptions, also had 719 rushing yards, 12 rushing touchdowns through 12 regular season games, led her squad to the KCAC uh, final um, the championship game unfortunately came up a little bit short, but regardless had another excellent season for Kansas Wesleyan as you know, they they met some really high marks here and she broke some of her own records and set some of uh, her, her own milestones here for Kansas Wesleyan was excellent for that program. 
And then last but definitely not least, she is the only underclassman in consideration for best quarterback here in this 2023 season. And that is Thomas freshman Alexa Wilson. Had a tough go to start the season and would have some lows, but for the most part was easily the best freshman quarterback in the country and really turned up when it mattered, especially in the Sun Conference Tournament and that championship game as well, being key in a lot of their wins and playing a lot of tough squads too, playing some of the best defenses in the country in my opinion. Uh, basically almost every week, week by week, they would face some really tough Sun Conference opponents uh, that really challenged her, but regardless, she still rose above and did a great job through 11 games, or at least the 11 games that I was able to count here. Uh, she threw for 1,979 passing yards, 24 passing touchdowns, 10 picks, 70 rushing yards, and 3 rushing touchdowns here in the regular season, and also won the Sun Conference, uh, both in the regular season and obviously in the tournament. Okay, so with that being said, Let's go ahead and go to our public polls first that were on our Twitter at Playmakers Corner. Um, that way we're not, you know, making it really obvious that anybody has an early lead because these will for sure get split. So the number one vote getter was Brianna Hernandez Silva with 39.1% of the votes out of 714 votes, which I want to say was our most voted for poll. So once again, thank you for that. But Brianna Hernandez Silva technically won the public vote here with 39.1%, so she gets a vote. But since we are doing uh, the second place vote getter as well in place of that uh, missing voter, Alexa Wilson actually finished really close behind her with 35.6% of the vote here. Only roughly 4% less than Brianna Hernandez Silva out of 714 votes. So each of those quarterbacks got a vote. Uh, Jasmine Roden with 16.7% and Madison Carrera with 8.7% here. So there you go. Brianna Hernandez Silva of Kansas Wesleyan and Alexa Wilson of Thomas each has a vote to start here. Now, I will go ahead and cast my vote. I'm going to vote for Madison Carrera here. Uh, this was really tough. Uh, obviously, all of these quarterbacks are very well deserving. I am very much a quarterback guy. If you look at the film breakdowns, uh, that's kind of my specialty, I would say. And I would say Madison Carrera, out of all the quarterbacks, consistently, I felt like had an excellent season and was just a little bit better than everyone else here. Now, I know there is going to be the argument, oh, well, you know, maybe she didn't play in the toughest conference or look at the level of opponents. That's fine. Regardless, you know, they were faced with some adversity, you know, Ottawa was, and every time Madison Carrera came through, made the right play. Didn't do too much, especially in crunch time as well. Made very minimal mistakes here. That's why they're undefeated. That's why they won the KCAC. Uh, she is also the reigning MVP from last year. I did 
personally take that in mind but I mean Madison Carrera has just been extremely sharp here and was the best quarterback in the country in my opinion this last season uh, other players that were really close was Brianna Hernandez Silva I mean she has been excellent this season as well she was obviously better um, unfortunately in the postseason there are a couple throws I kind of wish she made that probably would have changed things in that conference championship so that slight difference made the difference uh for me at least and made me vote for madison carrera alexa wilson and jasmine roden were both obviously there alexa wilson obviously having a little bit of a stronger case because she actually won her conference and played super well uh but there were pretty tough parts in the season obviously she's bounced back she's gotten really good as the season has progressed which i you know talked about very early on in the first uh, recap here and love that for her obviously but you know gotta take in mind the entire season see the full body of work and i just feel like madison carrero is just a lot more consistent here and just play better you know um, down the stretch, down the entire stretch of a season, which I think matters because, you know, these were really tough to pick from. So, you know, you got to start nitpicking just a little bit. So there you go there. So far, <laughs> this vote is split three ways between Madison Carrera, Alexa Wilson, and Brianna Hernandez-Silva. I think I forgot to say this uh, earlier on. I should have said it, but if there is a tie, the player with the most votes from the public is going to be the winner uh, out of the two players that are tied so just keep that in mind if there is a tie the player with the most votes from the public is the winner so with that being said let me read off some of these other uh votes here so let's let's go with cody first so cody actually also voted for madison carrera this is what he had to say as far as an offense being able to function at a high level the braves have it figured out in part to their skill players but in huge part to their quarterback who can make all the throws and stretch the field with good touch timing and power to throw receivers open while being extremely athletic and avoiding mistakes more than any other quarterback with her volume of attempts. So there you go. That is two uh, votes here for Madison Carrera. One vote each for Alexa Wilson and Brianna Hernandez-Silva. The final vote here goes to our voter from NAIAF ball here. And they, or he, sorry, would go ahead and vote for Thomas quarterback, the freshman Alexa Wilson. He said it pretty simply here, big time players make big time plays in big time games. Four touchdowns in a top four conference championship. Give me the freshman. So there you go. Uh, right now it's technically tied between Alexa Wilson and Madison Carrera. But like I said, in a tie we go to the player with the most votes from the public. And that would be Alexa Wilson here. Uh, with that 35.6% to Carrera's 8.7% here in the vote. So your best quarterback here in the 2023 season for NAIA women's flag football is Thomas freshman Alexa Wilson here. Look, she's been excellent. You know, um, 
she deserved obviously to be a finalist and there are a lot of other great players there i know sam wilson i know there was a little bit of i guess i wouldn't call it controversy but i know a lot of people really wanted sam wilson to be considered like i said we had to narrow it down to a final four obviously the rest of these players there's always going to be someone in their corner which we absolutely love but at the end of the day, I mean, the vote just went Alexa Wilson's way here. And, you know, it's very well deserving. She played extremely well when it mattered. I mean, she had some pretty big games against a lot of the top ranked teams in the country. Uh, had a lot of, I would say, signature games too, you know, which is why she probably got a lot of these votes and, you know, why she won best quarterback here for this 2023 season so there you go alexa wilson the freshman from thomas the first to win a best position award here this one for best quarterback okay now moving on to the best receiver award race here we have our four finalists let's go down the line like we did um so to start here we have Weber senior Caleb Burrows through 15 games in the regular season. This is according to Weber, by the way. She had 80 receptions, 1,012 receiving yards, and 15 receiving touchdowns. Obviously leading Weber in all of those. Uh, in the postseason, I mean, she only played that one semifinal game. But I still felt like she had a really good game uh, on both sides of the ball. She's a great linebacker as well here. But... That's Kayla Burrows, definitely one of the contenders here for best wide receiver. Up next is Kaiser Jr. Uh, Kennedy Foster. She had 54 receptions, 638 receiving yards, 10 receiving touchdowns through 11 games. I want to say really early on in the season, she came on really strong here. When Kaiser was in a tough spot, I mean, she was their go-to player. There were some drives where she would just nab four or five receptions in a row from all over the field, basically, working in the slot, uh, sometimes working outside here. But really, I mean, she was the go-to receiver for Kaiser, and she came through when needed. Now, I am going to say this. As the season went on, I would say some of her stats kind of tapered off just a little bit but you know kaiser has a very deep receiving core and you know a lot of those other players were just getting open as a result of kennedy foster who's gonna draw a lot of natural attention here so there you go there and then we have one more sun conference receiver and that is warner sophomore cynthia holmes um at the end of the season she did lose her quarterback which was a really tough go you know, so I would say the last four games or so, she not only lost her quarterback, but she also lost uh, the backup quarterback, which I believe was Jenna Marrero as well. So that's a really tough go, obviously. But regardless, she still put up numbers uh, in that span and throughout the regular season as well. I'm going to go ahead and give the stats that I was able to find uh, here on an article because she did win sun conference player of the year as well for the second consecutive season but on offense she caught 91 passes for 1011 passing yards and 18 touchdowns while also playing defense pretty much full-time as well so there you go that is cynthia holmes of warner the sophomore 
And then last but not least, we have Kansas Wesleyan sophomore Corin Dequi here. Uh, she had a great season. On the ground was pretty dangerous too. 44 rushing yards, 5 rushing touchdowns. Also had 41 receptions, 682 receiving yards, and 8 receiving touchdowns here in the regular season. Was a big part of their run to the playoffs and the postseason as well. So there you go. A pretty stacked wide receiver group. Now... Let's go ahead and go to the public polls here. 467 total votes here on this one. But the number one vote getter and the public opinion's uh, best receiver here in the 2023 season is Kayla Burrows. She had 37% of uh, those 467 votes here of those total votes. So there you go. She goes ahead and nabs one of the votes here. The second uh, highest vote getter was Kennedy Foster from Kaiser. She had 32.1% of the votes. This one was relatively close. She had, she's only 5% off here. So there you go there. Uh, Corn Dequi with 19.5% and Cynthia Holmes with 11.3% here. But right now the vote is split. One for Kayla Burrows, who was the top vote getter. And one for Kennedy Foster, who was second. And so let's go ahead and go to some of these other votes here. Uh, let's start with Cody. He is going to go ahead and vote for Caleb Burrows. He said a thousand yard receiver is historic for college uh, flag. And that alone is great enough case for Caleb to win. Uh, not to mention her overall dominance and reliability for Weber. So there you go there. Uh, so that's two votes for Caleb Burrows. One for Kennedy Foster. Now let's talk about the vote for or from the NAI football guys. Uh, they voted or he voted for Caleb Burrows as well. So that's three for Caleb Burrows. He said the hardest part of being the best receiver in the country is that everyone knows you're getting the ball. Burrows still made life difficult for opposing defenses even with that known. So there you go. That is three votes for Caleb Burrows. Basically at this point, I mean, my vote doesn't really matter. The majority three out of five have already went to Caleb Burrows, but I was also gonna vote for Caleb Burrows. I mean, look, there's a ton of great receivers in the country. So you really gotta separate yourself. And there's no doubt that there's talent all around the country, but you know, everyone plays uh, certain games differently and have different type of seasons maybe some that aren't as dominant as some other ones in the past uh or maybe you know they haven't had their most dominant season yet and that's ahead of them here but this season here in 2023 i truly believe caleb burrows was one of the most unguardable wide receivers here i mean look if you throw it to her short, she has the ability to make multiple players miss and either house it or get a pretty good 30 to 40 yard chunk. You know, that she's that dangerous. And then when she's in one on one, I mean, she is really hard to guard. Uh, even if you do lock her down, you know, for a lot of the game, it only takes one deep bomb to go ahead and ignite that play, you know, ignite the spirits of Weber, and that usually results in a touchdown. So there you go there. Caleb Burrows, I mean, just really dangerous all over the field. And so I think she's very deserving of this 2023 Best Receiver Award here for the NAI Women's Flag Football season. So there you go there. That is four votes for Weber senior Kayla Burrows.
Now, moving on to best running back. Uh, before I go into this one, I do want to remind we did not do a center slash snapper or any special teams players uh, just because I, you know, it, it was too late in the season to figure all that out and it just would have been tough to evaluate here. We'll still do a center though for all playmaker and all freshmen there. So just keep that in mind. But we have our running backs here. Let's talk about the finalists here. Starting with Thomas Sophomore. And by the way, these players are all underclassmen. So just keep that in mind. But starting with Thomas Sophomore, Kiana Akol. Missed a pretty solid chunk of the season here. Uh, I think she played the first two or three games and then was uh, missing for a couple games there. But regardless, still had an excellent season. Through the nine games I was able to find stats for in the regular season, she had 58 receptions. 310 receiving yards, 8 rushes, 122 rushing yards, and 6 rushing touchdowns. Uh, she also had 79 passing yards and 3 passing touchdowns. Myself and the NAI football guys really didn't keep that in mind too much here. But regardless, she still had great stats. I want to say she led all running backs in the entire country in receptions with 58 through nine games which is one of the lower amount of games here for a finalist uh, for one of these awards period not just for running backs but for all positions so there you go there now let's talk about the other older running back here in kaiser sophomore emma wagaman she finished just a couple receptions be below kiana cole she had 53 receptions for 456 receiving yards and seven receiving touchdowns through 11 games in the regular season that is i mean she was big time for this kaiser squad i want to say out of all the finalists here she had the most receiving touchdowns and the most receiving yards so there you go she was a big part of that kaiser offense now the next two finalists are freshmen let's start with warner freshman jenna marrero she didn't miss the last two games at the end of the season but through uh, the eight games I was able to find stats for, I found that she caught for 32 receptions, 245 receiving yards, a receiving touchdown. Also had 73 uh, rushing yards, excuse me, as well. And then she also passed the ball a little bit as she was one of their backup quarterbacks. And so even missing those two games and not having a postseason either, I've, we've all felt like she played good enough to be a finalist there. And then... The other freshman here is St. Thomas freshman Dominique Parks through the seven games here uh, that she played at running back. She had 31 receptions, 225 receiving yards, and two receiving touchdowns. Got really good as the season went on. It was a big part of this team's run, especially at the end of the season and in the postseason tournament where they did come up a little bit short uh, beating Thomas here. But regardless, she still did her thing. Now... Let's go ahead and go to the public polls. This one was pretty close here. 369 votes total on this Twitter poll here. But the number one vote getter was Kiana Akol of Thomas the Sophomore. She had 31.7% of the votes. So there you go. She goes ahead and snags a vote here. Now, the next closest was only 2% behind her 
And that is Emma Wagman from Kaiser, the sophomore. She got 29.3% of the vote. Since she still got the second most votes, uh, she's going to get a vote here. So there you go. It's split with Connor Cole having one and Emma Wagman having one. Uh, I do want to say here, though, Dominique Parks was really close. She was only 2% below Emma Wagman with 27.4% of the votes. And then there's Jenna Marrero with 117 of the votes. So between the top three, there was maybe a 4% spread there. Uh, which is really close, you know, it really could have went either way if a couple votes went for any of these other players, so just keep that in mind, but as it stands after the public polls, Keanu Cole has one vote, and Emma Wagenman has one vote, now, I'm gonna go to the NAI uh, football guy here, uh, our one voter here, he voted for running back from Thomas Kiana Cole, the sophomore. Uh, this is what he had to say. Copy and paste from basically the Caleb Burroughs post here or explanation. He said, so many times in late game situations, everyone knew that Cole was running the ball and they still couldn't stop her. Cole also proved a capable weapon in dump off situations for quarterback Alexa Wilson which I absolutely agree on. Um, but there you go there. That makes two votes for Kiana Akol here. I'm going to go ahead and uh, vote here next before reading off Cody's. And I'm going to vote for Kaiser sophomore Emma Wagman, honestly. And this was really tough for me. It was between Kiana Akol and Emma Wagman. I think both of them were really deserving. I mean, both of them led statistically in different categories at the running back position, uh, not only, you know, in the conference, but in the entire country here. A Cole, I believe, having more uh, receptions, and then Wagman having more receiving yards, the most receiving yards. A Cole did score the most touchdowns here. But, you know, some of that obviously goes to uh, the rest of the offense putting her in a position to do that. Now, I'm going to I'm voting for Emma Wagman because I think she had a really strong, you know, stretch down the line here at the end of the season and in the playoffs. Now, they did come. Sorry, not the playoffs, but in the post uh, season in the conference tournament here. Now, Kaiser did come up a little bit short in some of their games, but regardless, Emma Wagman was really, really reliable, catching the ball a whole ton, getting a lot of yards. I mean, she was pretty dangerous for the most part here. And so, I got to vote for Emma Wagman. Like I said, this was really close. Uh, Emma Wagman also played more of a full season than Keanu Cole, which I'm not holding that to Keanu Cole. But like I said, you got to nitpick when it's this close with such great athletes and players. And so I'm going to go ahead and cast my vote for Emma Wagman. So that is two and two, two for Keanu Cole, two for Emma Wagman. Cody's vote will go ahead and be the tiebreaker here as he did choose one of these two. And he went with the sophomore from Thomas Kiana Akol. He said the versatility just feels unmatched with Akol, able to provide a threat on the ground in flag football, but also her ability to catch and make defenders miss out of the backfield is absurd. Also, also, not to mention, this is in all caps, by the way, what I just said there. But he said, also, also, not to mention, she gives the Nighthawks a whole other dimension with the trick plays to pass the ball efficiently. And I don't believe is a replaceable piece on this squad. 
So there you go. Your best running back from this 2023 NAIA women's flag football season, according to the polls, is Kiana Akol, the sophomore from Thomas. Super well-deserved. Like I said, I was choosing between Akol and Wagman. I think both of them were very deserving here. But Kiana Cole won the vote here, and so she goes ahead and wins best running back. Okay, now moving on to the defensive side of the ball. Uh, in case you just skip to this part of the podcast, I am going to go over what uh, the votes are looking like here. So I have a vote. Cody has a vote. Our one voter from NAI F-Ball, NAI Football, he has a vote. And then the public opinion basically has two votes here. The number one vote getter and the number two vote getter each get a vote. And just in case, in case there's a tie, so say it's like 2-2, right, between two different athletes, the athlete with the most votes from the public poll out of uh, the two here wins it. So that's the one tiebreaker that we do have for this in case there's a tie. So there you go. Now let's go ahead and talk about the best rusher. And there were a ton of great players to consider here. Uh, It was really hard just narrowing it down to a top four, to a final four here. But let's talk about it here. So Thomas sophomore Jada Reese, uh, also your reigning defensive playmaker of the year. She had 22 tackles, 11 sacks. One pass breakup through the 11 games that I was able to count uh, here in the regular season. Also was a huge part of that Thomas squad that won the Sun Conference. So there you go there. Uh, Speaking of Sun Conference, we have two other players uh, that are also sophomores here. Let's first talk about the runner-ups, or she was a part of the runner-ups here in the Sun Conference. That's St. Thomas sophomore Lanaya Leone here. In seven games in the regular season, had 22 tackles, seven sacks, which led St. Thomas, and also had eight pass breakups. I mean, she was a huge part of the St. Thomas team. Really came on uh, late here in the season. I would say the last month or two, she was real tough to stop. And so she was definitely someone that we absolutely had to consider as a finalist. Still played great even in the postseason as well, despite the squad coming up short, but definitely deserving of one of these finalist spots here. Now, one of the other players here, uh, she is from Kaiser, uh, Reagan Pellegrino. She had 17 tackles, 10 sacks, and a pass breakup through 11 games. She was excellent for Kaiser. I would say especially in this last part of the season, she did really well and clutched it up. Uh, I felt like she did a lot of her job here. At the end of the day, it was just not quite there. And, you know, Kaiser came short at the end of the day as a squad. So there you go there. But Reagan Pellegrino still playing absolutely amazing. And then we have one KCAC player here in consideration. And that is a Kansas Wesleyan freshman here. That is Lila Cassilian. Excuse me, I've been saying her name wrong for a minute here. But Lila Cassilian, uh, she's been great through 11 games. 28 tackles, 16.5 sacks. I want to say that leads the country. It's too bad not everyone keeps track of their stats. At least all of their stats through all the games. 
but it's definitely up there you know 16.5 sacks that also i want to say leads all freshmen i want to say in the country so there you go there uh she's had a great season i mean just like all these other players had a great second half of the season and really came on strong here but at the end of the day, there could only be one best rusher here. And so let's go to the votes. Uh, altogether, 513 votes here. Second most voted on poll, which is absolutely insane to me. And this one was pretty evenly distributed between the four. Uh, more so than these other polls that we have here. But let's talk about the top two vote getters. The number one vote getter was Jada Reese from Thomas. She had 31.8% of the 513 votes. So there you go. She gets uh, one of these votes. Now the second player to get a vote, uh, like I said, going off of the public poll, is Lanaya Leon from St. Thomas. She had 27.3% of the vote here. So there you go. That is another vote for Lanaya Leon. Um, she, like I said, played excellent. Now I do want to read off the other ones here. Uh, Lila Casillian, she had 20.7%, and Reagan Pellegrino had 20.3%. Each player getting at least 20% of the votes, which is a pretty good chunk here. Like I said, compared to the other polls. So this one was relatively close, but Jada Reese and Lanaya Leon each have a vote now let's go ahead and go to cody first here he's gonna cast his vote for saint thomas rusher lanaya leone he said the secondary has been a part of saint thomas's success to this point but with a rusher like lanaya leone this team was able to make a step forward and contend for the sun conference title and also be the only team to beat thomas in the regular season this year even without leading in sacks, her ability to force bad decisions has led to an even bigger buffet for the secondary. If she lets the ball get back there, leading in pass deflections amongst our candidates at rusher. So there you go. That is another vote for Lanaya Leon here. Now, let's go to our one voter here at NAIF Ball, and he will go ahead and vote for Thomas Rusher Jada Reese. So it's tied at 2-2, but this is what he had to say about Jada Reese. Imagine impacting a game so much that you change a team's whole offensive identity. That's what Jada Reese did against Florida Memorial with five sacks in a single game, forcing FMU to discard the two-quarterback system within a quarterback, or sorry, within a quarter of play, excuse me, within a quarter of play. So there you go. Tied 2-2 between Jada Reese and Lanaya Leon. And I am also going to vote between these two players. And I'm going to vote for Jada Reese here from Thomas. Uh, look, I think this season she did not have as many stats and sacks. I think people are starting to figure it out, you know, that she's a pretty big problem. And if you haven't yet, I don't know what to tell you, but it's pretty obvious uh, she was one of the best rushers out there through the entire season. Lanai Leon, I think she was great as well. Uh, but at the end of the day, I mean, Jada Reese helped, did help win that Sun Conference tournament and the Sun Conference period, both in the regular season and the postseason. 
uh, to me that makes a little bit of a difference here I mean she was out there she was doing her thing and she's still an issue I think at the end of the day she is still uh, one of the toughest rushers in the entire country and this season had a really good season even when teams were trying to counter her and you know our voter at NAI F-Ball he made a really good point about uh that florida memorial game because she went absolutely ballistic and it's hard to get five sacks when a team is running a two quarterback system and it's not like they're a bunch of scrubs either not at all so that's really tough to do i think that was also another signature game that came to mind along with a lot of the postseason success which i feel like is pretty comparable uh i she still had the edge because she still won the sun conference or helped win the sun conference but i mean you add that slight edge plus of this really big game here as well i think that was pretty big time and so uh, this was a really hard decision to make here um but i think i just had to go with jada reese i think she just turned it up once more was absolutely phenomenal and she did her thing you know, at the end of the day, she really did her thing. So, got to give her a lot of credit. So, your best rusher from this 2023 NAI Women's Flag Football season is Thomas sophomore Jada Reese. Okay, now moving on to best linebacker here. We have a great group of finalists. Let's talk about him. Starting, uh, let's start with the younger players here. Starting with Kaiser sophomore Samaya Bryant. Through 11 games in the regular season, 41 tackles, 4 tackles for loss, 1 sack, 2 picks, 3 pass breakups. She was a really big part of this Kaiser defense that was really good throughout this season. This was a squad, a defensive squad, that was far and above in the top half um, of defenses, I would say, in the country. And, you know, allowed some of the least amount of points throughout this season. And so Samaya Bryant was a big part of that, controlling the middle, doing her thing, deterring players. I think uh, she was a very underrated, I, I can't even really say underrated because she did make it as a finalist, but she was excellent for Kaiser. So there you go there. Um, another sophomore I want to talk about is Thomas sophomore Janae Scott. Uh, in the regular season, at least through the 11 games I was able to count, she had 68 tackles, 3 sacks, 5 interceptions. Uh, three pass breakups through 11 games here in the regular season. Like I said, that I was able to count here. Uh, she was big time, has had plenty of big games. I feel like she has picked off almost every team, uh, obviously outside of Ottawa because they didn't play them, but pretty much every team that made our top five this season. She, uh, in every game, she's had an interception or something like that. I could be wrong. But, I mean, she was big time. She had a lot of really big time signature games, especially at the end of the season, the last month of the regular season. And then in the postseason, she continued to do her thing as well. Snagging interceptions, getting a lot of tackles. One of the things that she does really well is just playing the pass so very good here. Allowing minimal yardage, if, if not any yards at all. You know, the number of times she was able to put teams in a bind by just stopping plays for short uh, was insane. So, yeah. Now, moving on to Ottawa here. Uh, Ottawa junior Abby Brown is one of our other finalists. She had 59 tackles, 7 interceptions, which led 
I want to say it led all the linebackers here, all our finalists here. She also had six pass breakups through 12 games here in the regular season. Obviously, her team in the postseason won the KCAC, uh, her conference, uh, once more. So that was absolutely huge. I mean, the production speaks for itself. She was one of the biggest parts of this Ottawa defense and is not really that easy to replace, if ever. So there you go. There are no surprises there. But the last finalist here is our lone senior, and that is Thomas Linebacker. Brittany Delva, Britt Delva, through the 11 games I was able to count, she had 43 tackles and three interceptions, and then obviously won the Sun Conference. I mean, she's been big time for this Thomas defense alongside Janae Scott. She does a really good job, you know, stopping plays for short, you know, getting picks as well. She got her share, especially in this latter half of the season, too. So there you go. Now let's go to the public polls here. We have 391 total votes here. And this is probably one of the highest amount of votes. Uh, votes uh, I guess the highest percentage of votes gone in on a poll. And 48.1% of those 391 votes went to Kaiser sophomore Samaya Bryant. So there you go. She goes ahead and grabs a vote here. Now, the second closest vote getter, which wasn't super close, was Thomas sophomore uh, Janae Scott. She had 22% of the votes. Britt Delva wasn't too far behind with 18.2%, then Abby Brown with 11.8%. But right there, the vote is split between Samaya Bryant with one and Janae Scott with one. Now, I'm going to go ahead and go to Cody's vote here. And he would go ahead and vote for Abby Brown. So it is now a three-way tie here with votes going to Samaya Bryant, Janae Scott, and Abby Brown of Ottawa. And so this is what Cody had to say about Abby Brown. He said what Carrera is to the offense, I would argue Brown is to the defense of Ottawa. Capable of anything and successful in so many facets. Brown very rarely, if ever, misses flagpoles. And even on a stacked defense, shines through in the passing game with plenty of interceptions and pass breakups to show how well-rounded and talented she is. She takes my vote for linebacker here. So there you go. It's going three ways so far here. Uh, Cody voting for Abby Brown. Now, our friends at NAIA F-Ball, uh, the voter there, he voted for linebacker Janae Scott, the sophomore from Thomas. This is what he had to say. There is one person in this league that reacts as fast as Janae Scott, which is Britt Delva, beside her. But once Scott is where she intends to be, there's a very few who can pull flags with such consistency as Scott. So there you go. That's now two votes for Janae Scott here. One for Abby Brown and one for Samaya Bryant. And so that does come down to my vote here. And I'm going to go ahead and vote for Thomas sophomore Janae Scott. Uh, I think she was excellent this season. I said this when talking about all the finalists, but she's an excellent flag puller as well as a great player in coverage too. I mean, she was a big part of why many teams were facing third and longs, fourth and longs because of how well she played. You know, we talk about players who are great flag pullers, players who great who are great in the passing game at linebacker. She really does both for Thomason. So 
I am going to go ahead and cast my vote for Janae Scott. And so that means the best linebacker from this 2023 NAIA women's flag football season is Thomas linebacker Janae Scott. Now moving on to our last position group award. We got best defensive back in the country here. And it's pretty interesting. We have uh, four finalists from two different schools. That's right, only two. And so let's start with the Thomas players here. Uh, we have Aaliyah Wood. She is the lone freshman to make this list here. She had 25 tackles, uh, six picks, two pass breakups through the 12 games I was able to count and find stats for. Now in total, counting regular season and postseason, I believe she had around 17 games. Uh, and then this, these are stats that someone else uh, got for me, which I really appreciate here. But I do want to mention these. She had nine sacks through, uh, I assume this is through uh, the whole season, so regular and postseason. But nine sacks, uh, 10 interceptions, 12 pass deflections, and obviously a whole ton of flag pulls there. So there you go. Just wanted to make sure I had uh, the full stats from uh, not only the regular season, but the postseason. She played great throughout the entire season played both ways too and was really deserving of a spot here at the end of the day at least in my opinion so there you go now the other thomas player is senior giselle jones uh in those 10 games in the regular season at least that i was where i was able to find stats for she had 18 tackles six interceptions and three pass breakups doing her thing there now the other two players are from St. Thomas. One of them is St. Thomas sophomore Miranda Faradiz. 61 tackles, a sack, two interceptions, six pass breakups through 10 games in the regular season. Uh, and then obviously they made it to the Sun Conference Championship and came up a little bit short, but still did their thing there. And the other player is St. Thomas sophomore Tashumba Washington. 12 tackles, seven interceptions, which led St. Thomas. Also 10 pass breakups in nine games in the regular season. Uh, played a lot of safety, I felt like, this season, as well as matching up in man uh, at corner when asked. I mean, there were times this season where she was matched up with the other team's best wide receiver. It happened a lot, actually, and she did a really good job when she was asked to go in man. But at safety, also did her thing as well, so you got to keep both of those in mind. But I saw her play pretty well, relatively well against Cynthia Holmes, Kennedy Foster, Caleb Burrows, uh, the Thomas uh, receiving core, which is really good as well. You know, Tashumba Washington is a player that is really versatile at DB and had an excellent season. Now, let's go to the votes here. So, 305 votes, um, but the top vote-getter got a pretty good a good amount of the votes here. Out of 305 votes, 47.9% of those votes went to Thomas Sr. Giselle Jones, um, which is very well-deserving there. So, there you go. She gets one of the votes and obviously won the public vote here now the second vote getter who will get a vote is st thomas sophomore to shumbo washington she had 19 percent which was really close because the other two players were right behind her Aaliyah wood with 17.4 percent and miranda faradez with 15.7 percent there so there you go but as of right now it's split between these two players Giselle jones with 47.9 percent Shumba Washington with 19%.
And so I'm going to actually go first with my vote here. And I'm voting for Tashumbo Washington. I mean, look, as a defensive back, uh, and, you know, there's a reason we didn't just do safeties or corner. It's because a lot of these players play, you know, kind of both depending on the defense sometimes. And they shade over, not just between these two teams, but around the country. And so we just went best DB, period. And I feel like Tashumba Washington really embodies that best DB uh, role here as she played a lot of safety, manned up a ton, uh, locked up a lot of, locked up or, you know, defended, challenged some of the best receivers, opposing receivers uh, in the country. And, you know, that's why St. Thomas had such a good run and why going into the postseason, they are going to be dangerous, no doubt. This is a player that you really can't test deep, especially if she's at safety. There's many quarterbacks who have tried to get her deep, maybe try to fit in a deep ball next to the sideline or whatever, or over the middle. Deshumba Washington closes that gap really quickly, and there's a reason she got so many interceptions. Uh, and then, you know, you throw in her play uh, on the goal line in the red zone when she's manned up sometimes. I mean, she holds up really well. You know, she holds up really well. It's very rare that she is ever beat, you know, and she really holds down that back end of this defense. So there you go there. I'm voting for Tashumba Washington. So right now, that's two votes for Tashumba Washington, one for Giselle Jones. The next vote I'll read off is from our voter from NAI F-Ball here, and he is going to vote for Thomas Sr. and DB Giselle Jones. He said it's tempting to give this to the speedster Washington, to Shumble Washington. But Jones's picks were game changers from the fourth play of the season against St. Thomas and on. Um, by the way, they played St. Thomas, I want to say. Or sorry, that was their first game. It was St. Thomas's second game, if I was not mistaken there. But anyways, back to his quote here. He said, but Jones also developed well as a lockdown corner whose ability to play in phase uh, allowed Thomas' front three to shine. I think it in, that might mean in man, allowed Thomas's front three to shine. So there you go. Regardless, though, it is tied between Giselle Jones and Tashumba Washington, uh, each having a media vote and a public poll, public opinion vote so far. And so it's going to come down to Cody here, uh, Cody Stoffer from Playmakers Corner. He voted between the two of these players. And so Cody will vote for St. Thomas sophomore to Shumba Washington. He said, building off a successful season last year, Deshumba made huge strides and has shown that she is not to be tested. Between their best season to date and great outings like her two interceptions against Kaiser, her three against FIU, and the two to kick down the door this season, uh, she has more than earned my vote. And she is only, she's only of the players I am most... Or sorry, I think he meant she is one of the players I am most excited to see at the postseason tournament, which is true. Cody is going to be there live, and he's really looking forward to watching her play. So, yeah, uh, that will make three votes here for St. Thomas defensive back to Shumba Washington. So your best defensive back from this 2023 NAI women's flag football season is St. Thomas sophomore to Shumba Washington.
So there you go there. Uh, once again, thank you so much to everyone who voted on these polls. Uh, we won't release it right away here, but we will make graphics for each of these award winners here, which we won't release this Monday, but we'll release uh, next Monday, which should be May 15th here, a couple days before the NAI Women's Flag Football National Tournament. So we'll release it then, uh, which will be absolutely huge for that. Um, but speaking of that, you know, we do want to still recognize some great players from this season. So in case you haven't been able to watch every game or, you know, more games from uh, other teams and squads that aren't your own, we're going to go ahead and highlight some absolutely great athletes here who deserve to be recognized and are playmakers that you got to keep an eye out when you do go, hopefully, to this, uh, you know, national tournament in Atlanta. Or if you watch it through live stream as well, which I believe they should be providing that. And so we have two teams. We have an all playmaker team, which is just the best players in the country here. Uh, we have, I'm going to go ahead and list the roster spots we have. We have two quarterbacks. Uh, or sorry, we take two quarterbacks, one running back, three receivers, or sorry, four receivers, and then one center. And then on defense, we take one rusher, uh, three linebackers, and four defensive backs here. And it's made up of the best players in the entire country. If a player makes this, uh, we consider them one of the best, or at least this last season, they had one of the best seasons here and definitely deserve to be uh, recognized. And then our freshman team is basically the same thing, uh, same layout, you know, but it's all freshman players who really stood out. Uh, so we're just a little bit more specific there. So there you go. And, you know, you may notice it's all playmaker teams. So it's just me and Cody making the decisions here. Uh, not the NAI football guys, not the public or anything like that. It's our personal opinion. So if you don't like it, you know, it's our opinions. You could start your own podcast. That's fine. You know, we'll support it. Anything to grow the sport. But... Just want to throw that out there because it is our personal opinions on who are some of the best in the entire country. Okay, now let's go ahead and announce this all-playmaker team here. Uh, I am going to put this out there as well, but, you know, we decided to automatically lock in players who won best quarterback, receiver, DB, linebacker, rusher, all that stuff. I think that's the fair thing to do here. Um, I, mean, I think it makes the most sense and I don't think there's going to be a lot of pushback, but I just want to put that out there. And so for the two quarterbacks to make our all playmaker team on offense is freshman from Thomas, Alexa Wilson. And then we decided, and this was pretty tough, but we decided that Madison Carrera, the junior from Ottawa, is going to take that second spot. I mean, I guess it wasn't that tough. We both voted for her, me and Cody did, so... There's that. So there you go. Your two quarterbacks is Alexa Wilson and Madison Carrera. Now, our running back, uh, we went back and forth, you know, but we decided that Kiana Akol from Thomas was going to make it over Emma Wagman. Obviously, I voted for Emma Wagman, but Kiana Akol did win it. Um, so I, that basically actually locks her in. So we did go back and forth still regardless, but... There you go. She's the one running back there. Then we have four wide receivers. I think three of these definitely make a lot the most sense because they were finalists and were finalists for our best receivers. But we have uh, Weber's Kayla Burrows, Kaiser's Kennedy Foster, 
and then Warner's Cynthia Holmes. And then for this last receiver spot, we really talked about it here. Um, you know, because the winner was already selected, we pretty much could have went any direction. And we went back and forth between like three of these players. But we decided to go with St. Thomas receiver Jada Graham here. Uh, Corin Dequi and Jaslyn Camacho were two receivers that we really talked it over. Like kind of a lot, honestly. And looked at the stats and looked at different games and whatnot. Um, but honestly, I, we felt like the Jada Graham made a really big impact. Was a player that really turned up for us. But, you know, like I said, we were collabing. And so we went with a different player for that final four. But for this all-playmaker team, Jada Graham is going to make it. So there you go. That's your explanation. I'm pretty sure that someone out there was looking for that exact thing. Uh, thing an explanation so there you go now at center this one was kind of tough because the thing is one of the reasons why we didn't do a best center is because there are so many players that are listed at receiver and they'll play maybe 60 to 70 percent at slot receiver or something like that and then they'll go under center you know and so it was kind of like okay well how many snaps under center or at center uh do they have to have for them to be considered a center so this was pretty tough so really it came down to like two players who we knew for sure held down that center position and at least 70 to probably 80 percent you know lined up at center and so we have adrian rodriguez from kaiser and then we have Thomas's Margarita Pena, who uh, made uh, this team last year. And so we actually decided to go with Kaiser's Adriana Rodriguez here. Uh, she had a great season. Honestly, got a whole ton of receptions, was key to that offense. You know, this was an offense that really had two great checkdown options in Emma Wagman and Adriana Rodriguez. And honestly, Adriana Rodriguez just did an excellent job for them out there. Uh, caught a lot of passes, was key, getting a lot of key first downs, making it easier. Um, you know, third down, fourth down type of situations. And so Adriana Rodriguez, we felt like this year was the best center here. Margarita Pena, I mean, Thomas, I felt like, you know, kind of passed the ball a lot more this year uh, to their four receivers, plus Keanu Cole as well. And so there just weren't a lot of opportunities for Margarita Pena out there. You know, the check down option was very much Keanu Cole once she came back. And even before then, um, they really relied on the receivers in the short game, just throwing that short game. So, you know, just this year, we felt like the opportunities for her weren't quite as much there but for rodriguez there were plenty and she showed out so there you go so that is your all playmaker offense alexa wilson madison carrera kiana cole caleb burrows kennedy foster cynthia holmes jada graham and adriana rodriguez now on defense here obviously jada reese won best rusher um this was another one we went back and forth on i think lanai leon really made a good impression on Cody here uh, well I didn't think she she really did she definitely did and so she was a player that we felt like really closed that gap and so honestly when it comes down to best rushers we feel like that Jada Reese and Lanai Leone are definitely up there in uh, tier of their own and I think there are a lot of other players that you could put up there too I think those two in the Sun Conference really showed out but Jada Reese gets the spot at rusher for this all playmaker team 
Now at linebacker here, uh, we have two players who were finalists for our best linebacker that made it, plus the one that won it, Janae Scott from Thomas is obviously here. Abby Brown from Ottawa was another one that we felt like obviously should have made it. And then for this last linebacker spot, you know, there were a couple players we considered, but ultimately we went with Briasia Robinson. I mean, she did win Sun Conference Defensive Player of the Year, and she's been great. I mean, she's been great in coverage and all that stuff, while also being one of the most productive flag pullers now, when it comes to her stats, because I, I saw someone on Twitter, I'm not going to reply to every tweet, or we're not going to reply to every tweet, because we're at the point where someone's going to hate regardless, uh, and we're not going to ruin our days worrying about that. But I did see someone say, how are you going to leave someone off who led the country in tackles? Well, here's the thing. Not every team keeps track of every single stat from every single game. I'm pretty sure Weber had all 15 games recorded here, which kudos to them. But I'm pretty sure they are the only, one of the only teams in the country who were able to get that done. Kaiser, I want to say, was the other one. And then maybe St. Thomas. So out of three, there you go. But even then, I mean, they had 15 games worth of stats. They The other teams that recorded stats had more like 10 or 11 games worth of stats. So just keep that in mind. You know, 95 through 15 games, you know, uh, it's, it's definitely more of a problem with uh, teams not keeping stats, which hurts us, the media, because we're not able to cover it as well, because, you know, stats doesn't say everything, but it does say a little bit. And so, Brasia Robinson, we felt like, regardless, I mean, we watched her play, too. She deserved to be on this list, so there you go. Your linebackers is Abby Brown from Ottawa, Janae Scott from Thomas, and then Brasia Robinson from Weber. Now, at defensive back here, uh, it's pretty similar to our finalist, Deshumba Washington from St. Thomas made it, obviously. Giselle Jones from Thomas made it. We felt like she was one of the best corners in the entire country. And then we put Aaliyah Wood from Thomas on here as well. I mean, look at her stats. Look at what she's done. She's pretty tough. Like, she's pretty dangerous out there. And so we absolutely decided to put her down here. I think she is... Uh, her and Alexa Wilson are the only uh, freshmen to make the all-playmaker team, which probably means, you know, there's a little bit of a spoiler alert, but they'll make the all-freshman team as well. And so uh, they both played great. Um, I don't think I have to make too much of an argument there. Now for this last DB spot, we went back and forth between a couple players here. We decided to go ahead and give it to Kansas Wesleyan sophomore Angel Roman. Now, DB is kind of a tough spot to, uh, kind of a tough position to evaluate when looking at stats uh, alone. And so you kind of got to consider other things like, you know, there's probably a reason why teams don't throw her the ball. Um, but, you know, obviously you got to have stats because there's always going to be one team that's going to try you regardless. <laughs> and you got to make them pay for that. And that's what Angel Roman did. I mean, she had five picks on the year. I believe those are just regular season. And she co-led with those five interceptions, having a great year still. Even though teams knew what she was and what kind of player she was, I mean, she still came up with some pretty big plays. And, I mean, just look at the film. She is a great DB, no doubt about it. Now, other players that we seriously considered were Erica Johnson and Miranda Faradiz, uh, kind of for two different reasons. Erica Johnson, I mean, we want to put her up there, but we need stats. 
and we need stats that are comparable to some of these other players because it kind of just paints a better picture because i mean we watch pretty much 90 percent of the games played but it's really hard to keep track of all of those stats plus the notes that we have to take as well about the game itself so that's just kind of a tough go but we definitely want to shout out erica johnson Miranda Ferdes was kind of kept out here. Someone said she was lined up at linebacker or she's listed as a linebacker. We know she's listed at linebacker, but to us, it looked like she was lined up a lot at slot corner, which could be a linebacker position still. I know a lot of linebackers lining up with the slot is relatively common, but I, I mean, we felt like that, you know, she lined up enough at DB to be considered for best DB. But we did come back to that. We talked about it a lot. We looked back at the film. We still kind of feel like, you know, she's listed as a DB, but might be maybe mistaken as more of a linebacker. So we kind of, I think we just kind of took her out of the race there and put Angel Roman in. I, but still, Angel Roman played great and deserves the spot too. It wasn't just because like, oh, well, we couldn't put her here. So we put her here type of deal. Like, no, she earned her spot, you know. So there you go there. Now, the all-playmaker defense looks like Jada Reese, Janae Scott, Abby Brown, Brazier Robinson, Tshumba Washington, Giselle Jones, Angel Roman, and Aaliyah Wood. So there you go. That is your all-playmaker team. Okay, now moving on here to our all-freshman team here. So same number of slots here. Uh, on offense, we'll take two quarterbacks, one running back, four receivers, and a center. And then on defense, we have a rusher. Uh, three linebackers and four defensive backs. Really, the only requirements is that, I mean, you were a freshman and stood out to us and had an outstanding season. And this was kind of tough. I'm not going to lie. There are some positions where you know that teams are going to go with the more experienced linebacker or whatever at that position. So it was a little lean in some areas. But you know what? Let's go ahead and start on offense here. So obviously, Alexa Wilson is going to make the all-freshman team here. If she made all-playmaker, she's making all-freshman. I think that's really obvious. She's probably the most established freshman quarterback here. Now, this last quarterback spot was a little tough. A lot of the other quarterbacks that started that were freshmen were for first-year programs. And so a lot of these programs would roll with one quarterback before switching it up and just seeing if the other quarterback could step it up and going with the hot hand here. That happened quite a bit for like three or four different programs, even for this player who did make this team. But we felt like had a pretty solid season and kind of, you know, put herself aside um, separated herself from other squads, and that is Amaya Karula from Cotty, the freshman quarterback over there. She's been moved around, and I wouldn't say necessarily benched, but there are times where they do opt to have her either at running back or wide receiver because she does provide a little bit more versatility there and also gives them another receiving option, and so there's that but she did have a really solid start to the season and you know still got to play quarterback every now and then and i would probably assume moving forward unless it's a recruited quarterback that she is the quarterback of the future for Cotty here at least for now and so uh, we're gonna have her make this all freshman team here i mean she obviously played well enough and was probably the most consistent out of the other quarterbacks available uh, i do want to throw out maya quinn from ottawa uh, she just 
she just didn't quite have the amount of snaps. Obviously, when you're Madison Carrera's backup, she's going to play most of the game, probably 90% of games. And so Maya Quinn did did get in a couple of times and whatnot, uh, definitely in blowouts. It had a solid stat line, but uh, just in our opinions, did not play enough to really be considered here um, and give her the edge over Amaya Karula, who started, I want to say, to begin the season and still is getting put in at quarterback, uh, splitting it more or less there. So there you go there. Kyla Rome of Bethel was another one we looked at. Uh, the Campbellsville and Reinhardt quarterbacks were quarterbacks we looked at as well. But, you know, when it comes down to it, I mean, you really got to separate yourself by playing turnover-free football. And, you know, it was a learning curve for some of these players, which is not a bad thing at all. Uh, Florida Memorial had a couple quarterbacks as well. Uh, Yanis Montgomery was one that we considered, but... I just couldn't, just didn't quite, I guess, have the playing time. Plus, there's no stats to go off of. And, I mean, she did get benched as well. So, a little tough, right? A little tough figuring that out. But that's what happens when, you know, you have a certain number of teams and some established quarterbacks. It's not going to be often that a freshman starts there. So, there you go. Now, at running back, there were plenty of options here. But we decided to go with Warner's Jenna Marrero. Um, if you also include her passing stats, she did pretty solid. But as a receiver slash running back, really the check down option, she did a good job. You know, when Madison Tingen was there, she really held it down, did a great job for them. Dominique Parks was right there. We talked about it pretty much, pretty in depth, I would say. So it really could have went either way between Marrero and Parks there. We decided to go with Marrero at the end of the day. Uh, and then some other running backs I still want to shout out here. Jasmine Henry and Jada Dillard of Weber were both great. I think both of them splitting snaps kind of took away from their... Uh, I guess ability to contend for a spot here on this all freshman team, which is tough, but they're both really talented and probably players that you could uh, maybe expect to contend for that running back spot on the all playmaker team here someday soon um, in the next couple seasons, obviously not this year, but definitely talented backs. Uh, Jocelyn Lopez from Midland was one we definitely looked at as well as someone uh, that could potentially be in this spot. Once again, it came down to uh, well, stats for sure, but usage, I mean, it kind of tapered off near the end of the season. And then last but definitely not least, Presley Payne from Campbellsville and Tatiana Alacock from Reinhardt were both players that we really looked at hard. Presley Payne especially, I would say. It's tough that they don't have uh, too many stats listed out there for her, but she's big time and she should be really big time in the tournament. So there you go there. But Jenna Marrero takes this running back spot. Now that wide receiver, obviously a whole ton of choices here. But this is what we went with. We went with Nina Johnson out of Reinhardt. If you haven't seen her play, you got to see her play. Uh, at the tournament, she's going to make plays. You know, she is a taller, really athletic receiver who, you know, 
has the ability to catch a lot of jump balls, including one that I distinctly remember over to Shumba Washington, which might have been the only time that's ever happened to Shumba Washington. Uh, and she's real tough to catch, uh, you know, footballs against. And so that was probably the one that really stood out to me. But she's been making plays all season for Reinhardt. She is someone to really keep an eye out moving forward. Another receiver uh, to really keep an eye on looking forward, but was maybe a little bit buried. Um, so a different situation was Tatiana Dos Santos from Ottawa. She played great. I felt like she played really well. Had around 400-ish yards, six to eight touchdowns. Um, I don't have the stats with me right here, uh, which I should, but she was great. Um, she is definitely buried behind, you know, Jaslyn Camacho, Bailey Hodgins, Alyssa Linkis, Mando Scalisi, even Addie Orsburn as well at times when she gets rotated in, Randria Gamble as well, you know, so it's tough to play in a stacked wide receiver room, but she still kind of, she definitely stood out. And I think she's going to have a big postseason tournament as well with the, all the attention going to those receivers who are proven who, and who do have rings as well, national championship rings. So, boom, there you go there. Now, the last two receivers, we talked about a ton, but they come from the same school, and that is Kaiser. The first one is Sophia Caprio. She has been starting since week one and has been big time and has put up really solid numbers as pretty much the wide out two to Kennedy Foster out there. Uh, and she's really talented at speedster, a burner, a deep threat, um, and definitely another receiver to add to that Kaiser arsenal over there. And then speaking of Kaiser, we decided to go with another receiver from there, and that's Brenna Ramirez. Now, she did miss a pretty good chunk of the beginning of the season, pretty much the first half of the season, but she more than made up for it and actually got really close to Caprio's numbers here with around 400-ish yards and about the same amount of touchdowns. So that's pretty big time. Um, it was really tough choosing there by the end of the day. You know, the stats were there, and we've obviously seen her play enough to feel confident about that. Other receivers we definitely looked into was Angel Mares from Kansas Wesleyan, Amiri Logan from Warner, uh, Anna Vincentini, Anna Pac, uh, Anna Pac from Warner as well, Joliet Johnson from Cotty, Alexis Thomas from Campbellsville, uh, and that's just to name a couple there. But we decided to go with Brenna Ramirez. I mean, she has been big time for Kaiser. Had a great, honestly, second half of the season. And so we really feel like she deserves to be in that spot. So uh, there you go there. And then at center, it was really tough finding a freshman center or, you know, a player that plays mostly center and whatnot and not like slot receiver or running back. So that was really difficult to do here. And even then, this player still kind of split some snaps here. But we're going to go with Emma Bruce from Cotty. Um, yeah, I mean, first things first, I think she played the most snaps at center out of any other freshman center in the country there. And even then, she split some snaps. But still reliable. I mean, you need a good center. You need a solid uh, blocker you know, to do her thing there. And so she's going to take this last spot here for this all freshman uh, playmaker team on offense. And so just to review again on offense, Alexa Wilson from Thomas, Amaya Carula from Cotty, Jenna Marrero from Warner, 
Nina Johnson from Reinhardt, Tatiana Dos Santos from Ottawa, Sofia Caprio from Kaiser, and Brenna Ramirez from Kaiser, along with Emma Bruce from Cotty at center to round out the offense. Now looking at the all-freshman team on defense here, uh, Rusher was really stacked. A lot of players. A lot of players here, but we had to go with Lila Casillian here from Kansas Wesleyan. I mean, 16 and a half sacks. I'm pretty sure that leads the country. I mean, nobody else has shown me a stat line or stats that show that they have more sacks than her. And so for her to do that as a freshman has been big. Uh, her uh, rushing partner, uh, Diane Rabano, is up there as well. I know she's over 10 sacks, has around maybe 14 or so as well. She was definitely in consideration. Deja Fanning from Florida Memorial was definitely in consideration here. Uh, Kerryon Cloyd from Cotty was there, Lauren Clark from Ottawa, Carson Paget from Reinhardt, Jasmine Henry from Weber. So this was a very stacked rushing group, this freshman group here. A lot of players to consider, but I mean, we had to go with the stats, which, you know, numbers don't always lie. And uh, we've seen her play well, and she's been big time. And so we had to go with Lila Casillian here from Kansas Wesleyan for Rusher. Despite this being an extremely stacked group, and a lot of these players will probably compete for that Rusher spot on our all-playmaker team moving forward, um, which will be really interesting. Now, linebacker was a little tough to come by. Uh, Lexi Mosley from Warner, I think, was probably the most established linebacker, probably the best freshman linebacker that got to play and whatnot for a Warner squad that, you know, is pretty stacked in general and has a lot of players. And so for her to really carve out her role for them uh, was big time, absolutely big time. And so Lexi Mosley definitely deserves this spot here on the all-freshman team. Uh, two other players that I really had to look for here that hasn't played more recent, most recently, I guess, but stood out to me at the time is J.C. Harper from Campbellsville, their tall uh, linebacker and just a really good athlete for them. She's been big time. I re-watched that Campbellsville versus Reinhardt game, and I really like her game. She'll be a big part of that team moving forward. And then Adriana Brustmeyer of Reinhardt. Um, I think she was the other player that I definitely ID'd as a linebacker. I know Carson Padgett is listed as a linebacker, but I kind of consider her more of a rusher and Brustmeyer more of a linebacker. And so Adrian Brustmeyer uh, takes that last spot at linebacker here from Reinhardt. Now, DB, this one was pretty obvious uh, for a couple of positions here. Uh, Aaliyah Wood from Thomas absolutely has to be on here she's been big time for sure uh shania marape she did not make our final four for our best db list but she is definitely in that consideration she had a great year so from kansas wesleyan she makes this list and then caitlin sigmundy from weber another player who did not make the final four was just out but was really good at safety for Weber. So she obviously makes this list here. And so that does leave one last spot here. And there were a couple players we considered, but we're gonna go with Amiri Logan from Warner. Uh, I wanna say she started from the beginning of the season. I'm pretty sure she did. And she played really well. 
you know, really held it down at that spot over there at Warner. And so we feel like she deserves to make this list. It just narrowly missed out uh, making the wide receiver list, but we felt like uh, she was definitely good enough to make this DB list. Uh, really could have been good enough to make the wideout list too, but was just barely edged out there. Now, other players we considered was Shamie Lee from Cotty. Uh, Jukani Washington from Ottawa was really interesting. We knew she lined up at a lot of different spots, so... There, there's, I guess, that as well, but she definitely played a lot of corner, um, so there you go, but we decided to go with Logan, and then Emma Balaco from Weber, I felt like she had a really solid season, really held it down for Weber over there, especially with Malia Domingo going down, she really stepped up and did a pretty solid job in my opinion, but just did not quite make the list. And then I know Amiri Logan also has some teammates. I know Vincent Cini uh, played DB as well. But I feel like Logan had the better season of the two. So there you go there. Your defense, your all-freshman defense is Lila Kassilian from Kansas Wesleyan. Lexi Mosley from Warner. JC Harper from Campbellsville. Adriana Brussmeyer from Reinhardt. Caitlin Sigmundi from Weber. Shania Marape from Kansas Wesleyan. Aaliyah Wood from Thomas, and Amiri Logan from Warner. Okay, now that'll basically wrap up this award show. Thank you so much for rocking with us. We really appreciate it. This will be the last episode until we do our national tournament recap here in a couple weeks. Uh, the national tournament, by the way, in Atlanta, again, goes from May 18th to the 20th. Obviously, I won't be able to be there with my injury, but Cody Stoffer will be there live covering games live. Uh, he's hoping to meet a couple people, so go ahead and say hi to him. You know, get connected there. We also want to hopefully meet some media members, other media members there as well, which we're really excited for. And if you're a player, I mean, just go up and say hi. We really appreciate it. I'm sure he'd love to, you know talk and get some opinions out there so <laughs> so there you go you know that's a that's a live a dm box right there but <clears throat> like i said thank you so much for rocking with us show us some love on social media at playmakers corner we do have one more set of polls coming after after the uh national tournament recap so there you go there uh, so make sure you follow us on Twitter and whatnot. Make an account if you need to, if it, even if it is just to vote one time. You know, go ahead, make one. Why not? But anyway, show some love there. If you're listening to us on YouTube or Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you can listen to podcasts, uh, give us a like, give us a good rating, comment, whatever. You know what you think about these. Um, I mean, look, there's going to be disagreements. We already understand that. So there you go. They're definitely anticipating that for sure. But other than that you know be on the lookout for some more graphics to drop closer to the national tournament date and you know what we'll see you or cody we'll see you there i'll be covering it from home and yeah that'll wrap up this episode